We are the Old Republic Podcast. Spoiler alert for everything Star Wars under the Twin Suns. The question is what choice? Rebellions are built on hope. Make ten men feel like a hundred. I'm one with the force, the force is with me. Alright everyone, today we're going to be talking about a TV show uh, which began life as a video game and it's a story that is very important and uh, very meaningful to myself and to a lot of people and you know we had to have a couple of guests on today Cassia to to kind of spread the love of this uh, new world that has just been you know tearing up the TV ratings, uh, everyone is on board with watching this, people that never played the game are loving it, uh, what do you think Cassia, The Last of Us, we had to had to, had to come on and talk about it. Yeah, I was surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did because I hadn't played the games. I always heard it had a great story, but I didn't really connect with it until I kind of heard what the thesis for the story was like in one of the behind the scenes podcasts, uh, and it helped me connect with it better. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a it's a story that I've known for a long time, uh, way back since uh, 2013 when I first played the game. And we needed to have a couple people on who also really uh, love this world of The Last of Us. So we brought on a couple of guests. So uh, first up on our guest list is Al. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Al. Uh, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and what got you into The Last of Us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm I'm Al. Um, you can find me on uh, one of my my own podcasts called uh, The Movies That Move Us. And uh, I have all, I, I've been into video games for a really long time. There was kind of a, a time in my life where I went away from console gaming. And so in uh, late 2016, that's like when I I finally decided I'm gonna buy a PS4. I found like a really great deal and. That's like right when my one of my friends he was like, "Hey, I just finished this game. You should play it." And he so I I bought a copy of uh, of The Last of Us. It was like 10 bucks. It was such a good deal and I enjoyed the heck out of that game. And I awesome. I was waiting for like the sequel game ever since that that point. So I guess like 2016 I I've been a big fan of The Last of Us. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Thank you uh, for joining us out. We appreciate having you on here. And also joining us today is Dave, who is uh, someone I met through Instagram a long time ago, talking about art, and then more recently talking about The Last of Us, um, how much we love the game, how much we were looking forward uh, to this series, and have been talking about it um, all the way through. So Dave, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, uh, what you've got going on, and how you got into The Last of Us. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, <clears throat> yes, my name is Dave. I, I, you can be found on Instagram at the username at Babu Frick, the, uh, the, the best Star Wars character in probably one of the worst Star Wars movies. Um, I am a movie, <laughs> movie poster fan, and so I'm often sharing uh, poster art and uh, various fan arts that I find. So uh, I got into The Last of Us when, back on the PS3 era, I remember... I, I didn't own a PS3, and I stumbled across the, uh, I think it was the IGN review of it, and the review just made it sound so glowing. I, I stopped my wife, I'm like, Hun, I think we need to take, check this out. So I ran out and bought a PS3 just to play this game, and uh, it lived up to everything that we ever could have imagined, so... Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, same, same with me. It was uh, something I was definitely uh, looking forward to. I knew the, you know, the reviews were glowing and we're going to want to talk about that here in a second. But um, to just 
you know, kind of briefly touch on the on the video game. So it came out in uh, 2013, uh, like you said, Dave, for the PlayStation 3, and then saw a PlayStation 4 remaster, I think, like, the next year when the PlayStation 4 came out, and then uh, just, like, an official remake. So The Last of Us Part 1 uh, came out just this past year for uh, PlayStation 5, um, which kind of updates it and brings the gameplay and the way that it looks up to... The Last of Us Part Two, which is which is really awesome, which is what I'm playing through now. So I've had the pleasure of buying this game three times, uh, which is pretty good, <laughs> uh, I think for sure. But um, a, a little bit of backstory. So you know, developed by Naughty Dog, and after um, Uncharted Two came out, and Naughty Dog was setting the world on fire with these uh, story narrative driven action adventure games. Uh, after Uncharted 2 came out, they started uh, development. They split the team kind of in half to uh, said half of you go work on Uncharted 3 and half of you go with Neil Druckmann and work on The Last of Us. Not sure what it's going to be, but uh, probably going to be uh, pretty awesome. So, Cassia, you said you never played The Last of Us, but I know for a fact that you played and know the story of Nathan Drake. Yeah, there was a little bit of a Easter egg in Uncharted 3 in the in the pub in london the first level of uncharted 3 uh, and it mentioned something about like a fungus like taking over something and then more uh concept like videos ended up being like playthroughs like were being shown by um naughty dog like kind of showcasing the last of us and it looked interesting, like it had a good story. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. It's like kind of a little bit more grounded take on an apocalypse, but it's like a a plant zombie kind of thing. Um, and it's kind of interesting because uh, the locations looked like the like 10, 20 years later after, you know, like a zombie apocalypse, like nature was taking over again. So... Uh, it looked interesting, uh, like it had a good story, but I was just like, oh, maybe is this like a little too violent for me? Like, so I just didn't like pick it up when it came out, but I always heard that it had a great story and I always kind of was like, maybe should I have played it, you know? Uh, but there were always rumors like it was going to have an adaptation. Like, I think they tried to make it into a movie at one point, but... Mm-hmm. It's something I I knew the story of the first and second game, but just never played it. Okay, yeah, good deal. Um, what about uh you two, Al? Um, Dave, feel free to to jump in. Did either of you, um, Al? You said that you were more of a, a PC type of a gamer. Did either of you play the Uncharted series at all before getting into The Last of Us? Or I love the Uncharted series. Um, yeah. So I I actually I don't recall if I. Uh, I guess the game that came with my, my PS4 was Uncharted 4. So I played them totally out of order. Played number four first. Then I went through one, two, and three because those were like all on sale and in some big bundle. And yeah, I'm a really big fan of, of the Uncharted ones. I just think that it's it captures that like pure Indiana Jones kind of essence. And I would actually say that I'm probably more into like uncharted and tomb raider type games than i am to uh the last of us and okay. so I was, that's why i was a little bit more surprised that the last of us actually still kept me so much um just because the gameplay is quite a bit different um in in my estimate for mm-hmm. for the two of them yeah what uh what about you dave the uncharted series i had so much fun with it it's uh 
it, it, it's you know it's it's so lighthearted compared to the last of us but i remember um i remember picking it up after i played the last of us and hearing that you know kind of one of the the seeds that started the last of us i think it was from uncharted 3 there was like one like 5 minute segment and they they wanted to take like kind of that emotional core and really say can we expand this across a whole game and so i was curious to go back and play it um but i i, I have gone back and i played the whole series after and uh you know um definitely enjoyed them and uh um but you know i i've never revisited them either so i enjoyed them once yeah. through and and glad i did so so do you have a favorite one? Um, you know, I, I did find that one and two by kind of more modern standards didn't hold up from a just controls and gameplay standard. Um, but, uh, you know, three and four definitely I had a lot of fun with. That's a series I liked a lot, too. And I think that was part of the reason why I was very excited about The Last of Us, you know, coming from the same studio. It had, um, especially if you go back and play like the PlayStation 3 version, like the way that it controlled and felt and you interacted with the world felt very similar to uh, the Uncharted series. So, uh, yeah, it was something that I was definitely um, interested in picking up and got into it, uh, you know, pretty much straight away. So um, looking just a, a couple more uh, quick things here. Uh, it looks like The Last of Us was inspired uh, and to Neil Druckmann in part. Um, obviously, uh, we're seeing them all over the Internet now. Those uh, Planet Earth cordyceps, uh, those little creepy bugs uh, that you get in the uh, BBC <laughs> series uh, that was amazing, uh, which I never even put two and two together um, until I think Dave, you uh, uh, pointed out uh, that that's where they was coming from. And I said, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then a couple of uh, video games. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever played uh, any of these, but Resident Evil 4. Um, and then apparently there's a Japanese action adventure game called Ico, ICO. Uh, I don't know for sure, but um, Eco, I've never played that, but, but I'm definitely going to have to search it out. Are any of you familiar with that at all? I'm familiar with the story of Eco. Uh, isn't it you have to go through a castle kind of helping someone else as you go along? And it's been inspiring for like a lot of, uh, or I should say it inspired a lot of uh, game design in the future, like how mm -hmm. to like have a companion going with you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Kind of simplest terms, but vaguely familiar. <laughs> Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense because obviously um, The Last of Us is is a game and is a series here as we're going to talk about where, um, you know, that story is hinging on, you know, kind of this com this companion that you're uh, with and learning from and, uh, you know, starting to form a relationship with uh, throughout the, the course of the game and through the course of the series. And uh, The Last of Us did pretty well. Um, its Metacritic uh, review was a 95 out of 100 on 98 reviews. It won, I don't know, like 1,300 Game of the Years or some uh, sort of crazy nonsense for sure. So uh, The Last of Us, it was a video game. It was a, it was a big deal. It was a big deal when it came out. It spawned the sequel, obviously. Uh, there was a movie that was intended, but apparently like all these uh, Sony projects, they never quite get off the ground. We did finally get Uncharted movie uh, last year, so that was fun, I guess. Or two for years better ago. or for worse. <laughs> two, years, two years ago? I don't know. It was, it was a long time ago. Better or worse? I, I had fun with the movie. I thought it was I, I had it was fun, okay. yeah, but fun. Like, I'm like, it's a multiverse and like, it's one multiverse of uh, Drake and Sully's. There's That's a perfect right. Uncharted movie out there somewhere. So... <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, it's one of Spider-Man's uh, Spidey verses. He uh, he turned up as uh, Nathan Drake. So, um, but yeah, so that like I said, it was supposed to be a movie, and then it was going to be like, um, like some sort of uh, like like animated. Um, 
uh, you know, kind of grittier, sensity kind of uh, looking thing. Um, both of those uh, reached uh, development hell, but fortunately for us, HBO picked this up and ran with it. And Neil Druckmann, uh, Craig Mazin, uh, who uh, directed one of the greatest pieces of television of all time in Chernobyl, uh, got together and said, let's do this thing for real and do it for real. Uh, they did. So before we jump into the game, uh, Cassia, you kind of briefly touched on it. I just want to I just want to know for sure where you were at. So had you watched any of like the playthrough of this game at all um, or were you just reading up on the story or how familiar were you with it uh, when you turned on episode one? So I knew like the the overarching like they start in boston ellie was immune they travel cannibals happen uh and then they it ends in salt lake and he ends up uh quote unquote saving her you know kind of killing everyone in the hospital so i i knew that story uh i knew about the giraffes you know okay so yeah Awesome. Yeah, the giraffes were important, and uh, uh, I don't. I don't know. I'd have to go back. Uh, Dave, maybe you know for sure. Uh, this seems like something you might know. Was there a giraffe in every episode? There were a giraffe in a lot of the episodes. <laughs> there were definitely a few hidden giraffes. I know that on the. I think it was the second episode. There was a giraffe stuffy that was on the bridge, um, and in I think the seventh episode there was a poster of a giraffe on the wall. There may have been others, but those were the the two that I, I uh, uh, that I remember seeing. Um, yeah hinting at what was to come yeah exactly yeah i remember uh they stuck out to to me you know as someone who kind of knew the knew the story for sure so uh so yeah so we get this this first episode um they announced the series uh everything everything is is looking good now uh people like us you know al dave myself who played the game you know were familiar with the game you know obviously loved the story from the game and you know you know part of that us holds that very dear right you play something like the last of us you spend i don't know 20 to 30 hours with these characters you really get the feeling for how these characters are going to work and some people are excited about that getting an adaptation some people are hesitant about it getting an adaptation some people are you know kind of lukewarm on it you know just we'll see how this goes it's going to be another video game thing it's probably not going to be that great um, but i'll still have the game uh for my heart back there uh al what do you what do you think when they announced this this was coming pedro pascal Bella Ramsey, uh, what were kind of your initial thoughts when they announced the series? So upon hearing who they had selected, Bella Ramsey and and Pedro Pascal, I I didn't think that they had the look. I and I still don't. I, I don't think that visually that they are the part. I think that they do embody the essence, but I didn't find that out until you know you you can actually watch the show. Um, so hearing who they were selecting, I. Knowing that it was HBO, I was I was excited where it was going to go, but I still had some reservations. I I did like uh, Chernobyl. I thought that one was like a really great uh, great TV show and a good pick for them to to pair up with Craig Mazin again because hey, here's kind of this apocalyptic event almost uh, in in actual U S or uh, in world history I, I should say, and here we we've got like this uh you know. Here we've got an actual post-apocalyptic event that happens in this video game series. So I, w I, I was really attuned to a couple of the aspects, but I knew that with, uh, with some of the things, it could go either way. You know, we had a really disappointing finale to Game of Thrones, and I was nervous that they were going to do a, a similar thing. Okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, some valid concerns. What about you, Dave? Were you excited about this? Were you hesitant or nervous about it in any way? Or uh, what were your thoughts when you knew this was finally coming to TVs? 
you know, I had heard about the um, the movie adaptations and how they had gotten to table reads, and then it really just, you know, it really just uh, uh, never went anywhere. So I was always a little bit disappointed that I'm like, man, I want this story to be told. I want it to be told. So once once I heard that it was coming to HBO, I was I was absolutely thrilled that it, it was getting a much longer series and it would be given the room to room to tell the story. And so um, definitely just satisfied all around. When I did hear Pedro Pascal, I was like, "Okay, uh, <laughs> escort mission daddy is is uh, is his typecast." So a little yeah. bit, but uh, other than that, you know, I've been uh, just pleased with it all around. So awesome, yeah. Same, same here. I'm very much kind of of the mindset as um, someone who really loved the story and wanted to get out, you know, into the world more. I, a lot of people bought The Last of Us. A lot of people played The Last of Us, but but not as many people as just watch this HBO series. Um, so for me, that's where, like, I see the enjoyment. You know, we talk about, like, Knights of the Old Republic and why uh, we, we would like that story to get out, and it's so more people can see it. So, for example, the the big thing for me in watching this was watching it with my wife, who's uh, not someone who's going to play a video game and is not someone who's going to sit patiently for, you know, 25 hours while I play a video game for her to watch. But she will sit down on Sunday nights and watch an hour of The Last of Us. Um, so seeing it kind of through her eyes as someone who didn't know the story was just amazing. And uh, that was, you know, as great of an experience as, you know, playing through the game the first time. And then, you know, kind of in the medium of television, we get to explore the story a little bit. Some things are pretty beat for beat for what we saw in the game. Some things, uh, you know, take a little bit of artistic interpretation and some things tell stories that, you know, we didn't get in the game, get more uh, fleshed out characters and things like that. So uh, let's do this. Why don't we run through these episodes real quick? I don't want to get into super deep uh, territory on these, but we'll kind of go through. I'll give a little bit of a synopsis and then we can just kind of bounce around and say what we liked Um how it compared to the game, what we liked in terms of uh, the additions, subtractions, uh, those kinds of things. So uh, let's kick this off. Episode one, uh, you know, coming out uh, firing if you played the game the first 10 minutes when you're lost in the darkness. So episode one, yeah, it takes, you know, with uh, Joel and his daughter. Let's see what does IMDb says. It says 20 years after a fungal outbreak ravages the planet, survivors Joel and Tess are tasked with a mission that could change everything. So, um, Cassia, let's let's ask you first because you never really played the game. Uh, you might have seen like the first ten minutes of the game. A lot of people, I think, mm-hmm. saw that and were interested to see how that got adapted. But what did you think about the the first episode here? I haven't played the game ever, but I was familiar with the fact that you start uh, your point of view character is Sarah, Joel's daughter, uh, and I thought uh, they carried that over so well. Uh, to the TV show, like, you think she's going to survive because she's a point-of-view character, and you kind of get to see the world through her eyes, and what I kind of liked is that this outbreak happened, like, kind of before social media, so it was, like, instead of, like, 2013, uh, before everyone had cell phones and, like, smartphones and all that, it was 2003, so... uh, a lot of this stuff that like would be like instantaneous news um you kind of just hear about like uh like in the news like something's happening in jakarta like joel and tommy don't really care it's just on the news you know and then uh you kind of get to see more of sarah's character when she goes into the town to get the watch fixed and uh the couple um 
I believe they're from Lebanon, I think. Uh, they're, they were concerned and they're like, we need to close up early. And you kind of just see and hear a lot of like of an army presence. And then like, I like know a zombie apocalypse is going to happen, but it's still so terrifying when you see uh, Nana and like what she's doing, mm. you know? Yep. So. Yeah, yeah the, do- the dog's just sitting there looking at her. Yeah, that was that was horrifying for sure, uh, even if you yeah. know exactly what's coming. But uh, Dave, you're very familiar with the story in this world. Um, this episode, probably more than the other ones, was more kind of beat for beat for that. Everyone wanted to see, you know, kind of that, that first 10 minutes uh, with Sarah there. But uh, some differences, you know, we got to spend some more time with Sarah. We got to, you know, follow her on her journey to get the watch and then kind of... Um, the way that was handled and you know just some subtle differences uh there what did you think about the the first episode now we'd had the you'd had the game you had the the hype and now it finally you got to sit down and watch it gosh as somebody who played the original game probably between seven to ten times it starts off with a cold open that just sets the tone for the world that you know so right off the bat I'm I'm coming in and being like, okay, this is going to be something different. It's not it's not going to be beat for beat. It's introducing something new, and then they cut to the opening scenes. and And uh, one nice little Easter egg is that the very very first uh, camera shot in Sarah's room is the curtain waving, and that is actually the load screen for the mm-hmm. video games. So I start saying, oh yes, I know this, I know this. So there's some familiarity and there's some freshness there. And I think that's just, you know, kind of just the right mix for for getting the excitement level and, and planning a hook for the for the fans of the game. Um, that first segment with Sarah, you get so much more of her story. And the actress, I really love the job that she did. You know, um, that by the time, you know, you get to the end of her segment, uh, you know, you've spent almost half an hour with her and it's really, really it's it it's really affecting more so than even when the game uh the original game came out and i remember mm-hmm. playing through the game the first time my wife was watching over my shoulder and she uh she had to leave the room she's like this is too much like worst nightmare material so yeah. she did eventually come back and and want to play through it but she had to prepare herself and then seeing it in live action was just so much more affecting so um it kind of after that first episode, it really made me think, feel like, man, this is this is going to be a bit more brutal, a bit a bit rougher of a ride at times, a bit more emotional, and uh, and it was so. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said, you know, with the actual uh, human actors uh, going through this. Is you don't even feel like the disconnect of of having the controller, so it's it's much more visceral and much more affecting. And uh, yeah, you brought up a really good point, Dave. Kind of that that cold open of like the 1950s, like uh, I don't know, kind of interview news kind of thing. There, uh, that was brilliant. I really liked that because um, that's something that you don't get in the game too much. You can kind of go around and you know read the the journals and stuff and kind of clue yourself in on the backstory, but it's not really presented to you in that way. Um, so I thought that that was really uh, really great kind of choice and way to set it up and way to lay the groundwork, especially for people who uh, have never played the game, uh, which is a really uh, tough challenge. But uh, Al, let's uh, go over to you. Uh, first, first episode, we're getting into the story now. What did you think here as you finally got to take in the first hour-ish of uh, The Last of Us? Yeah, I think it was maybe 80 minutes long for the very first episode, and I thought it was well-paced. It was totally what I would want. Um, I We were just talking about that intro to the very, very start of the show, and 
you know, I had just barely seen Dawn of the Dead, and I realized that they were, you know, they're, the infected are not zombies, they, they are their own thing, but in all intents and purposes, they are very zombie-like, and Mm. starting off the TV series with kind of this similar homage of, you know, here's somebody on, on the news who's talking about how dangerous this kind of zombie-ish outbreak would be. It was it was just like a really nice kind of homage to, uh, you know, other people who have laid out, um, who have laid out uh, similar storylines. And then, yeah, they go right into Sarah's story, and Sarah was such a captivating character. I, I really did like her so much better than in the game. You really kind of, you were almost kind of hoping that she would just, uh, are, are are we doing spoilers? I, I think that. Yeah, go for it. If if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, uh, that's that's on you at this point. I mean, I <laughs> okay. did. I waited. A, I waited a week to watch the last the last episode, so I can't talk t- uh, too much. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. We'll uh, we'll so, have the spoiler so, uh, warning up top. So. I was hoping she wouldn't die. That you know something else would happen, but it's it's so central to the to the story that I wow, it was it was kind of captivating. Uh, I thought that they. I think that the first episode and the third episode, which we'll talk about a little bit later, were probably the two best paced episodes um, in in all of the the show. Yeah, it take it definitely kind of you know set the tone. It set this level of of brutality as you make that time jump and you see you know kind of Joel there and as disconnected um, as he's as he's been and we learn a little bit more about his story. But yeah, it was an amazing way uh, to get this show started. Like I said, in a, in a very challenging challenging thing because everyone is going to be sitting down to watch that first episode. And if you played the games, you know all of this stuff. So how do you keep it fresh and interesting and pay homage to the games enough that it's not going to you know, kind of ostracize the people who did not play the games, right? You need to you bring both of these people together. And um, I think that the first episode uh, was amazing in, in doing just that. And I think, um, didn't Neil Druckmann directed, or no, he directed the the second one. So Craig Mazin uh, directed the um, the introductory there, the first episode. And then Neil Druckmann uh, directs the sec- second episode, um, Infected. So after escaping the QZ, Joel and Tess clash over Ellie's fate while navigating the ruins of a long-abandoned Boston. So um, I really liked kind of the end of that. You have Joel killing the, the Fedra agent, which was very uh, visceral, and it kind of tied back in to um, him having that flashback of Sarah. That was kind of where we were left at the end of the first episode. But but now they have they have Ellie. They know that she is infected, and they don't know what to do about that. Um, any thoughts uh, from anyone, Cassia, or... What about uh, episode two here? We're getting into the story now a little bit more. So episode one was like a lot of a downer, you know, and then the second <laughs> true, episode true. was also a downer. I mean, they're, all, they're all a lot of kind of downers, to be honest. That's, that's At least the third episode <laughs> was a little bit happier, but I was like, mm. maybe because I started the series a bit late. So I think like uh, when I first started, there were three episodes out. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just try to catch up. Maybe I can watch all three. Then, like, I think I watched episodes one and two back to back. And I was like, that was too much emotionally. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. You have to take a break. So, it, it was sad to see Tess die, but um, it kind of seemed like, you know, how like the previous seasons, like of Game of Thrones, like the earlier seasons, like more characters, it was like you didn't know like who would live, who would die. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like in the first two episodes we lose Sarah and then Tess, so um, it just seemed like they weren't playing around, and anyone could die. 
Yeah, absolutely. The stakes are getting pretty high. We're uh, we're getting to see the uh, the clickers and learn about how they operate within this world um, a little bit more, uh, which is interesting. Uh, Al, what do you think about uh, episode two, Infected? We're uh, making our way out of Boston. We lose Tess. Uh, any highlights or uh, any thoughts about the uh, second episode? Yeah, uh, I mean, it it followed the storyline pretty close in in this one. It didn't seem to have a, as much. Uh, division from from the actual uh, game in in this part but i did think that we saw at the very end the way that the infected how they work how they operate in this in this new tv adaptation of the world and so we saw that it's really uh it operates not just through the spores and like oh i i've been infected through the through the things in the air but rather through like bites and like the they do that very intimate looking kiss at the very end just to show that like hey here's this like the tendrils are kind of reaching out they have kind of their own life and aspect to them and you know it was another uh, another delicious scoop of of ice cream on on top of the the first episode just another heaping of it just a little bit shorter yeah, it was uh, it was very much kind of a continuation of that first episode. Um, there, as we get another, um, you know, kind of kind of going over to I, I guess to Indonesia there and talking to the scientists, so we get another kind of uh, cold open there on this one too. Uh, Dave, what did you think about episode two, um, Infected, moving our way through uh, Boston here? Episode two is the one that I feel I think feels the most video gamey, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's because Neil Druckmann directed it, but it. It follows kind of the story of them crossing through this town very, very, very closely. And uh, and there is another death with Tess, pass- Tess uh, holding off uh, the infected, so to speak, so Joel and Ellie can sneak away. And, uh, you know, so don't get it. It starts to feel, OK, don't get too attached to anybody in this in this series. Right. Yeah. The um, it, it, I definitely enjoyed the episode, but it was uh, it, it was a, at times felt a little bit video gamey. Um, you know, and I think it's, um, it, one thing about this that, that kind of stuck with me or that I think back after now that we're done with the series is they did inv- introduce this idea that all the, the, the infected are connected through this fungal network, right? Similar mm-hmm. to how mm-hmm. funguses can actually communicate in the forest, um, which is very neat and intriguing as an idea. And um, it was used kind of as a trigger to trigger the whole, you know, infected horde coming after them. But um, uh, one thought that I did have is that that idea didn't get didn't get revisited too much throughout the rest of the series. So um, it, was some, it was something that was very intriguing when they first introduced it. But then later it was like, did we really get that again? Or was that just a device for that one episode? So mm-hmm. it was it was interesting. But um Generally, really enjoyed this episode, um, except for that creepy kiss, <laughs> the fungus <laughs> the, kiss. The the fungus the fungus kiss was a uh, was a touch one tough one to watch for sure. And yeah, uh, you know, uh, rest in peace, Tess. Um, I really liked. Um, you'd mentioned kind of the video game elements of it, and yeah, I think it was it was Neil Druckmann, you know, kind of paying homage to you know all the team that that worked on that. You get a couple of things that are just shot for shot. I think there's one of them like climbing down the ladder as they're coming out of that uh, that museum or whatever, whatever they're at. It's the same. He's bandaging uh, Joel bandages his arm, and it's the same exact sound that uh, plays in the game uh-huh. uh, when you do that. So there were a couple of things like that, but I, re- I really liked again this intro uh, section where they're talking to the scientist um, in Indonesia, and she just you know, she says. Start, start bombing the cities uh you know it, we went from zero to 60 just like that and it you know it 
it makes a lot of sense. And that's, I think, even something in the final episode, you know, where they talk when Joel says something about them bombing uh, the cities. So, uh, you know, it gives you a very good reason why they're going, you know, across uh, country here and they're going city to city while all these places are in such disrepair um, after, you know, 20 years. You know, 20 years is a long time, but, you know, to have uh, things be looking the way that they are and, and to find out it's because, you know, trying to trying to bomb the infected uh back as it were so uh yeah we're staying pretty close with the game up until this point uh, we're going to take a bit of a diversion here uh it, an, an incredible hour of television episode three long long time uh this one was written uh by craig mazin uh, directed by peter Hoare. but uh we're going to go and uh meet up with uh, Bill and Frank and learn a little bit about them. Now, this is not a story you really get in the game. Uh, you find out that Bill and Frank uh, were together, um, you know, but it's uh, not ended uh, amicably, I guess, in the game. But but this story right here, it does an amazing job of exploring that relationship. Uh, Cassia, episode three, long, long time. You're you're a fan of love. What did you think about this one? Oh, I love love. Uh, and I... I mean, I hadn't played the game, so I didn't know that uh, episode three was a change. Um, but it was it was lovely to see, like, uh, and Nick Offerman uh, loved him in Parks and Recreation, and it's kind of cool to see him play kind of a similar character, uh, one who's like kind of like seems like a prepper, you know, libertarian, but like also. Uh, happens to be gay and then you get to see a love story unfold and um, it's interesting because uh, he begins as such a survivalist but you get to see like how love changes him so he's concerned about other people he has he develops like sort of like friendships with uh, uh, Tess and Joel you know um uh, beautifies the city you know rather than just surviving he's making a life with uh someone else you know and um it's kind of interesting because like kind of like what the last of us like the thesis is about is like love can be great but it can like also like has ugly sides too you know and like uh, a survivalist living in an apocalypse and like everything like they could ever want really like no government you know like all that uh and then he changes to wanting to die with someone else like it, it just like is amazing to see like what love did it totally transformed him yeah absolutely the the love story here is beautiful and um i you could i guess you can make the argument that it doesn't really propel our story of The Last of Us forward, um, but it definitely propels the theme of The Last of Us and what The Last of Us means um, from a relationship uh, standpoint, from a, a humanity standpoint, as we're uh, going through this, uh, you know, traumatic, um, you know, <laughs> ordeal of uh, of the infected and uh, governments and cities collapsing. So, uh, Dave, long, long time. Uh, what did you think about our Bill and Frank story? Gosh, this was... This was just a lovely, lovely departure and the, you know, something that a lot of people didn't see coming. The, uh, if, if you didn't cry during this one, uh, you know, you have no heart almost. Um, it's, uh, it, it really did a good job and, and I have seen some people have complained that, oh, it felt like it was a, a, a side story that wasn't necessary or whatever. 
I really think that it was important for, you know, for giving Joel that motivation to, to really, uh, to really carry on to, to, to take Ellie with him. Cause at this mm-hmm. point he had only, he had always just been, been escorting. Okay. Just, ju- just to the, to the other side of town. Okay. Just over to Bill and Frank's. And now the scope of their of their adventure is going to uh, is going to expand greatly, and and uh, coming across the note, well, they read the read the note, understand what happened to Bill and Frank. Um, he really has a moment where he under, where he's like, "Yep, I need to to take this the next step further," and and um, this was just a lovely way to to get them there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It it does do a really good job of um, you know kind of you know exploring what's having you know any sort of relationship could be for joel who's been you know 20 years uh likely on right uh cold and and alone he's not even you know uh, seen tommy for uh, how long at this point uh working our way out to him but uh al long long time what were your thoughts about the uh the bill and frank episode here yeah like i mentioned earlier i would i would say that this is one of the best paced episodes it's just such an awesome experience to kind of get this almost like a minute version of the overall story you know these two people who are unlikely companions uh you know end up end up together and you know obviously uh bill and frank have a more romantic relationship and and ellie and joel have just a a father-daughter type relationship but i i still think that you get that essence of love and being willing to change obviously it has kind of a different uh, a different ending you know rather than when one person needs to die the uh, the other person's like well i'm not gonna like keep going on i'm just gonna i'm gonna die with you you know joel's gonna take the opposite way he's like um when ellie needs to die then i'm just going to prevent her from dying Mm -hmm. so i think that there's like a good way with that Um, i think that this was also a moment for me that i I noticed how they really diverted from the video gamey nature. Like we mentioned, the mm-hmm. second episode kind of felt very video gamey. And if you play through this section of the game, like you're doing all this stuff to kind of help Bill to travel across the town. And there's some infected areas and his little, uh, his little compound area is defended, but you have to kind of navigate your way through this, this little neighborhood and, and through the backyards and stuff. And I thought that this part, really took that part out in a very effective mm-hmm. way showing hey here's how you're gonna get from this to this and still tell a really great story so i i was a big fan of this episode yeah exactly because you you need things like this in a tv show where we're you know we're having nine episodes so it's roughly nine hours of storytelling versus you know a 25 hour video game you really have to propel um, you know, kind of kind of the emotional stakes and the way that these characters are learning because you don't have the length of time uh, to spend with them. So, yeah, episode three was incredible. Uh, Nick Offerman was incredible, um, but everyone already says that. So I'm going to say Murray Bartlett as Frank is incredible. Murray Bartlett does not get enough credit for playing Frank um, in the episode. Uh, absolutely spectacular. So uh, kudos to you, sir. Um, and, yeah, I guess... Uh, like like you said, Dave, the moral of the story is, you know, Joel's Joel's learning about, you know, what it, a potential, you know, any sort of, you know, feeling of uh, of having a, a relationship or, you know, protecting someone or taking care of someone 
could look like going forward and that's that's very important and we're going to get to uh kind of the real the real uh at crux of where this shift really happens for Joel as we make our way to Kansas City um, in episodes four. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw these ones together, uh, four and five. So please hold my hand and endure and survive um, as we're spending some time in Kansas City. Uh, a little bit of innocence lost for Ellie, uh, potential at a new friendship, a little dose of a uh, little dose of uh, happiness and childlike innocence before reality gets thrown back in our face. Um Dave, let's start with you. Um, Kansas City, uh, we're pulling up there. We know it's going to be bad news. Uh, the cars are in the road, and Joel decides to not just drive around them, but to drive through the city. Bad bad move, Joel. Come on. Uh, but what did you think about the Kansas City section here? Anything really stand out to you in terms of the character development or uh, the way that uh, Ellie, um, you know, Bella Ramsey is really coming into this role now, I think, in this section? Uh, what do you think? You know, there was... There was something new that they introduced in this section from the game, and that's that they made Sam deaf. And it was really beautiful seeing that, you know, he was struggling. He had his own way of communicating and his own way of of developing that communication and, and developing that trust with Ellie later um, at the towards the end of the of the fifth episode when he reveals that he has been uh, that he's been bit. And that was just so beautiful that seeing ellie trying to trying to step up and save him and and you know in, in her own you know childlike way her own childlike na- naivety of you know trying to do you know uh, you know cut her hand and, and and share her blood so to speak and uh it was just it was just so affecting what happened this uh there's a point between these episodes where i was just like gosh this is just going to keep breaking our heart over and over and over and it's <laughs> yep. just uh, it's almost unrelenting there's a certain amount that i love this so so much but i was also almost starting to get a little bit worn out by the show and i'm like <laughs> man i'm signing up every week to get just beat up emotionally with 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 how rough these these deaths are you fall in love with these new characters you fall in love with the story that they're telling and you just have them ripped from your you know as soon as you start to care and so um, it was a little it was a little bit tough, but absolutely beautiful. A lot of the things that they did and, and um, I definitely enjoyed all this. And in some ways it was a high point, but in some ways it was also um, a point where I was certain to feel a little bit worn out by the show. <laughs> so yeah. but love it all the way through. I had to yeah. pair the show with a few uh, fun comedies and like animated shows because <laughs> uh, yeah. like. The first two episodes, like, kind of, like, I think were the hardest for me. And then it's, like, the third episode. I'm like, okay. I mean, it, they die in the end, but it was on their terms, you know. Uh, and mm-hmm. then four and five were just, like, do you love these these brothers? Like, yeah, well, we're going to just not let them live. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, abs- absolutely. You definitely needed every every minute of that week between episodes to kind of decompress and uh, wrap your head around the way that you're feeling. Because, yeah, like you said, Dave, and on one hand, it's it's absolutely you know, brutal and uh, difficult and, you know, kicks you in the heart uh, for an hour every Sunday. But on the other hand, there's there's a lot of beauty to it, I guess, in the, the way the characters are, um, you know, kind of taking these lessons and learning from them. And, and you see kind of their... 
their growth and realization. And like I said, I think Ellie kind of in these two sections does a lot of that. Um, we see her, um, you know, come to Joel's aid, uh, kill that guy. So you see her kind of lose her innocence, but she gets kind of, kind of the shot at redemption when she meets Sam, right? And we're down in, I don't know, it's like the sewer area or something. And, and you see them playing just being kids for, for one last night, uh, which is, you know, just makes that next scene uh, all the, uh, the harder to watch uh, there. But uh, what do you think, Al? What do you think about this uh, Kansas City section? Um, yeah, I think I think spent. this is absolutely important for for Ellie's growth as a character of like what her resolve to really want to be able to sacrifice herself because she she wanted to help out this kid and you know it's not just a matter of like sharing your blood with with him it you really have to kind of give a lot more in in order to be able to uh, you know perceivably be able to help out and so i think that this this section it's it's heartbreaking but it's 100 percent necessary on into understanding ellie's you know thought as for like why she really really wants to uh to just kind of let herself be be used for science and whatnot the other thing that's really interesting about these two episodes it's the only two episodes that we really get a more in-depth look at at the at the clickers at the the infected creatures all the other ones i mean we we were kind of missing them throughout the rest of throughout the rest of the show um we have like moments here and there where there's one or two but this is where we actually see them just kind of mob all the people in in kansas city we see the uh i i think that this like kind of showed an aspect that the production team just couldn't keep up with and so that they probably had to like pare it down um to just these like two episodes but i thought that that was like a really great moment that we've hey we finally got to see they're they're just coming out in in droves mm -hmm. yeah it was, it was very kind of exciting you know obviously when they announced the game we were you know all interested to see what the what the clickers were going to look like and how they were going to interact um with that but the last of us and you know kind of the same vein as any great uh quote-unquote zombie story is really less about the zombies than it is about the the human interactions and uh i think too um obviously we get the stuff with uh henry and sam which is incredible um you know, I mentioned some innocence lost there with Ellie um, and Joel kind of coming to this realization that, uh, you know, maybe uh, he is seeing uh, some sort of uh, daughter maybe in Ellie um, and, you know, able to, to protect her and not able to protect her. Um, I think he has a really great line of, you know, you're just you're just a kid. You shouldn't have to have to do this. You shouldn't have to see this, uh, which is really just wrenching. But on the on the flip side of that here in the Kansas City uh, section, you get like Kathleen and Perry. So we're starting to see kind of the story from, you know, different perspectives, too, which is is something uh mm -hmm. that i really liked about the show because you don't get you know you don't get to explore that in the game too much right you're you're joel so you're pretty much you know single single focused on uh mission accomplished so you're not seeing kind of other perspectives so i really liked kind of the introduction um you know of those characters and those different uh viewpoints and uh we pick up on on a couple of those as as we go uh through here seeing some different uh different ideologies seeing you know, the way people are looking at things and, and stuff. And I thought that that was just a really kind of uh, interesting uh, uh, character study and, you know, really kind of broadened the scope of what The Last of Us, the story could be. All right. So we've made it our way out of Kansas City, uh, which is which is good. Uh, good job. I guess we we got out of there. Um, and finally, we're going to reunite with Tommy. Episode six. Ken. Uh, this was uh, I think all of these might have been written by uh, Craig Mazin uh, and Neil Druckmann. Uh, Jasmila's Zbonic, um, 
uh, directs this one here as we're uh, finally making it to uh, Jackson, Wyoming, and getting to see Jackson realized um, in real life. That was that was pretty pretty amazing. I don't know where they filmed this at, if it was on location somewhere or uh, if it was just some set design. But I really liked the look and the feel of Jackson. Uh, Cassio, what do you what do you think? We're reunited, and it feels so good with uh, Tommy there. I believe it was filmed in Alberta, uh, or at least somewhere in Canada. And it I looks, know Canada it looks is lovely. A, is it a looks large lovely. country. So sorry <laughs> to our Canadian listeners. Um, but yeah. Um, I didn't realize they they visited Jackson in the in the game, but um, it seemed like a nice you know commune. They're literally communists in Wyoming, which is like maybe the part of The Last of Us that like I think is the most fantastical, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it kind of seems like kind of like an awkward reunion, but it was kind of nice to see there's at least a part of the world where things are, are thriving, you know, like maybe a little bit more semblance of normal. See, you know, um, and, uh, they have running water and I'm like, that's cool. So it, it was nice. It, it's kind of like one, two were hard. And then you kind of have a little bit of a nicer third episode and then four and five kind of downers. And then six is like a little nicer, you know? That's right. Yeah, they have they have running water. They've got gardens. They've got a fully stocked bar, which is good. They've got a movie theater, um, electricity. So everything everything is good. We've we've made our way here. Um, now Joel has kind of this uh, this internal crisis to deal with. Um, I think coming off of what we learned in Kansas City and you know the the things that Ellie's going to have to keep having to see and you know how well he's going to be able to protect her. That's starting to come into play. Um, you know, is he going to? Uh, not necessarily try to pawn her off, but to do what's best for her, to do what's best for him, uh, I don't to do what's best for uh, humanity. I don't know, but we're exploring all that stuff here um, in Ken. So, Al, what did you what did you think about the, about this one? This was a little bit slower, a little bit more intimate as we're uh, seeing kind of the conversations between uh, Joel and Tommy. But uh, what did you think about uh, uh, this episode here? I think that this is the episode where Pedro actually gets to shine. Uh, with his own acting chops. You know, I think that most of the other episodes, we see him acting as the gruff, tough guy who has like a, you know, another exterior or whatnot, uh, you know, like the tough exterior, you know, soft nougaty interior that he, he hasn't shown yet. And this is the one that I think if, if Pedro is going to be nominated for anything in, it would be for this episode. You really get to see some of that, con- that, inner conflict kind of come out and like you know finally rise to the brim so we can we can understand where he's coming from what he's kind of feeling and i think that that's kind of the the biggest most important part of it is just that wow we've we finally have cracked we've cracked his little hard outer shell and and this is what what's coming out yeah absolutely and ellie's uh you know learning about that too, about why he has this uh, tough outer shell, right? As she's uh, given the information here going forward, you know that Joel had lost his had lost his daughter, so she's starting to see him through a completely different uh, lens as well. Um, Dave, this was uh, this was a big uh, discussion episode here on the uh, the Last of Us uh, chat we're in. But what did you think about Ken? We made it to made it to Wyoming. What did you what do you think about this episode, and why do you think uh, Joel was trying to make the decisions that he made, and he ultimately uh, changed his mind? What do you think? 
you know, this, this episode, um, while there's less, you know, physical action, they're not fighting off any infected. They're not really getting into, you know, shootouts with, with, you know, hunters or other, or other groups. The fireworks are really emotional, you know, definitely, you know, the, the, the brother dynamic, you know, Joel, the way Joel yells out for Tommy as they enter, you know, there's definitely a, you know, just, um, you know, a softness to it there. And pretty quickly that, that facade falls apart as, as, you know, some of these old resentments start to come up. And so you, you, you know, um, the way that, uh, that Tommy, Tommy says, you know, just because life ended for you doesn't mean, you know, it had to end to me, uh, and for me, I paraphrase. So, but, uh, but that concept, that, that emotional, um, the fireworks in this, in this episode are just so emotional. Um, but at the same time, this, Life in Jackson is, is, a, is something hopeful. It's, it's something that is portrayed as what could be, you know, that mm-hmm. the life that they've had in the past, you know, um, and Joel having, you know, a, a fairly seedy background where, you know, it's, it's clear he had to kill people. He had been on both sides of these, uh, heists and holdups. Um, it's clear that, um, that, uh, that there's a new way, there's another way that they could live their lives and they can survive in this, uh, you know, post, post-apocalyptic world. So, um, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see that. And it gives them a little bit of hope for where they could be, you know, that they could have a life together, that they could have a life settling down and, and getting back to some normality. So. Yeah, I think is is kind of really important, especially coming out of the the Kansas City area. And I wanted to to mention too, kind of in the opening of this, we get uh, Graham Greene and Elaine Miles playing uh, Marlon and uh, Florence there, who uh, we stumble across in the uh, in the snow on our way to to Tommy's. And yeah, just another glimpse of the way you know that people have dealt with the last twenty years of um, you know just uh, this. Uh, outbreak this epidemic uh, that's been going on and has completely changed the world and how some people are still able to to kind of carry on and and live their lives i just think it's interesting to to see kind of those takes uh there um as we uh, wrap up ken and then we get to uh i don't know one of one of the best episodes for me this this was the best this came from some dlc content uh so you may not have played that even if you played the game so maybe you didn't know the story at all but that is episode seven left behind directed by liza johnson which takes place in the most amazing looking set i've ever seen on television that mall was incredible uh good job to however many hundreds of people made that thing work but uh cassia uh, you probably like going to the mall, playing Mortal Kombat 2. What did you think about this uh, this uh, field trip that Ellie and Riley took um, on their last night together? I wonder if we can get a Robin Sparkles, let's go to the mall, Ooh. like a uh, little <laughs> sound bite in there uh, when good. we're editing, you know. But um, the mall looked exactly, well, not exactly, but, you know, like back in the days when, like, people went to the malls before, like, yeah, everyone like just malls got everything now. online. That's true. You know, um, but it brought me back and like, uh, in this, in this iteration, like civilization stopped in 2003. So it kind of brought me back. I think there was even an American girl, um, doll store. So that, that was funny. It it triggered a lot of memories I'd forgotten, but, um, I'd heard about the DLC and, uh, it was it was interesting because uh that dlc kind of revealed that uh ellie uh was a lesbian and and that was uh kind of like new ground for 
video game characters. Like, I mean, we talk about like Knights of the Old Republic uh, on most of our regular episodes, and uh, that had like the first uh, uh, lesbian character as well in 2003, but they kind of had to suppress a lot of that because uh, it was mm-hmm. 2003 when that game came out. But uh, I believe it was it 2014 or 2013 that the DLC came out. Uh, um, but I I don't have that right here. I assume it probably came out in 2014. Uh, yeah. Side of the remaster would be my guess, but yeah. So it was just interesting to see like uh, kind of like what steps are like now being taken. Like The Last of Us is very was a very mainstream successful game. Uh, so that was that was cool to to see more representation and uh, kind of get some tragic backstory for Ellie. Um, I think, like, the episode uh, was Realize the DLC, uh, great, you know, but for me, it, it kind of felt a little bit like the weakest episode of the season. Um, maybe, like, if they just showed um, Ellie having to kill Riley in the end, I think that would have, like, kind of made the the story, like, feel more complete for me. It just kind of felt like I was just waiting uh Mm-hmm. for yeah. the final emotion but um sometimes it's like when you have the existing st- pre-existing story you try to get everything the same some in some ways but um i don't know for me it just kind of seemed like uh n- not much happened like in the present like and i know that's the point it's a flashback but for me i still like the episode but i i just thought it was the weakest Okay, interesting. Cassia needed uh, needed uh, more heartache uh, in her uh, nine episodes. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Um, I actually I actually like that they didn't show it because she does then address it later um, when she's telling her truths with Joel and they're um, you know sharing those uh, those story moments here as we get to the end of end of the show. But uh, Left Behind. Uh, first off, Al, Dave, did either of you play the la- the Left Behind DLC? Yeah. That's a yes from uh-huh. Dave. That's a yes. yes from, that's a that's a yes from Al. Um, this this episode is is really important in you know kind of laying the groundwork, and I think it'll be important as we get into The Last of Us uh, Part Two as we go in uh, to our our next season here. But you know, really kind of illustrating who Ellie is, and you know, kind of uh, k- kind of her mindsets and and the hangups that she that she may have going forward, and how she feels and how she feels about Fedra because it opens up you know, kind of within the confines of the school and the way that she's interacting there. But, but Dave left behind. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, Cassia, Cassia needed more heartache in it, but what did you think? About <laughs> I it? hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I don't think I could take any more heartache in this, ser- in this series. The, uh, generally, genuinely enjoyed this episode. And, um, I think I'd like to, to speak a little bit about kind of the flashbacks to Fedra, because that is something mm. that is not shown in the games. Um, there is a um, a comic book series that was released uh, shortly after the original game came out that uh, that showed some of those moments, um, but I think it's between the previous episode, Ken, and this, we're being given different portraits of what life could be like in this post apocalyptic world. In in Ken, you're being shown the uh, you know life in Jackson and you know kind of a commune. And left behind, it starts with really showing us what life can be like under Fedra and um, and some of the inequality that is there that, um, you know, uh, you know, 
Ellie gets in trouble and she's being, you know, given the, hey, you could be an officer or you could be, you know, shoveling shit. You know, contrast that with Riley, who's being shown, you know, you know, every bit, if not more disruptive. And, and she's being told, um, no, you're you're only going to get sewer duty. You're you're you don't have have a happy future here. So there's some inequality that's being shown in the way that these two um, these two types of society that could form in the in the post-apocalyptic world come together. So. Um, I, fe- I, fe- I felt that dynamic was really, really interesting. Um, again, more heartbreak. I love, love the seeing the relationship between Riley and Ellie. Um, the way that uh, that Ellie really kind of looked up to Riley, and and Riley could kind of dish it back a little bit if mm-hmm. uh, if there was anything uh, if she didn't feel like uh, Ellie was following along. So um, I, j- I enjoyed the dynamic all the way through. Um, that uh, you gave some credits to uh, all the people who worked on that mall. Mm-hmm. If you, if anybody listened to the Last of Us podcast where they interviewed the interviews with um, uh, with uh, Druckmann and Craig Mason, um, they actually say that was a single story mall, and so much of that was um, was digital effects. They would draw a blue line on the wall and say everything from here up is uh, is uh, is uh, digital effects. So. A lot of that, uh, a lot of that mall sequence was uh, was was added in in post. So very interesting to see that. Yeah, it looks spectacular, and um, I I really really liked this episode. I liked um, I liked the pacing of it. I liked the story uh, narrative of it. I liked exploring um, Ellie's backstory in that way a little bit, and you know, seeing you know basically how she is is coming you know to be uh, the you know the young woman that we're seeing um, with Joel now here. Um, as we're going through the story, I thought that that stuff was all really great. And I liked, um, you know, like I said, I like, I liked that they kind of held that, you know, penultimate moment of, of their final night together until, you know, like I said, she's telling Joel her truths. Uh, what about you, Al? What did you think about, uh, left behind, um, uh, in this story here? I am a fan of this episode. I, I do think it's, it's good. I do, um, I think that what it also kind of paid uh, gave us a little bit more homage to like video gamey things. Like we we see the bomb that that like it's like the little explosive that the fireflies have entrusted mm-hmm. to um, to Riley, and so it was kind of cool to see little props like that pop up in there again. And we just like oh yeah, there we get that little homage back to the game. This time, kind of seeing their their little explosives when it's not in the game, it does look a little bit silly, and and mm. so we're just like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, it looks like just a bunch of loose wires attached to something, but sure, I go along with it just because it's kind of fun. Um, I do think that they they overall did create an, another. It's a nice cohesive story that you can kind of tell just on its own. Um, so it doesn't it's it's kind of able to be inserted anywhere in into the story and i'm glad that they kept it as instead of just like an epilogue to the game here it's inserted into a place where it feels like it's it reaches maximum potency for for us like if if they put it in any earlier we probably wouldn't care as much about ellie and and uh wanting to know some of this stuff but after they've kind of provided a little bit of that mystique behind her of like, what, what did she come from? What was she kind of going through? Why did, why is her attitude kind of sour at times and kind of mm-hmm. uh, this other way at other times? 
I think that they put it right into the to the perfect spot so that it could actually do the most emotional uh I don't know just the most emotional damage to us yeah absolutely and I really like the way kind of they constructed this episode because they really strung you along because the entire time you're like something real bad's going to happen <laughs> and you're just waiting for it the whole episode but they keep they keep stringing it along and you just have that feel that that feeling of of dread, dread uh, coming over yeah. you. Um, I will say that uh, at the end of episode six, uh, Joel gets stabbed, and you don't know if he's going to live. And at the end of episode seven, uh, you still don't know if he's going to live. So my wife did not care for that. I will say, um, she was needing some resolution on making sure that uh, Joel was going to be okay. And uh, Joel uh, is okay, uh, just barely. When we get to episode uh, eight, uh, and things are things are going to take a real real dark turn uh, here for this one. So we've got when we are in need uh, by. Ali Abasi. Um, so yeah, still trying to take care of Joel. Ellie is going to go and make a deal with the devil, as it were, to get him some medicine, and uh, that's going to change her uh, kind of prerogative and outlook on life. If she had any sort of uh, glints, glimmers of uh, humanity, of hope left in her before, uh, those are certainly gone. As um, you know, as she's been uh, through the ringer in this one. So, uh, Dave, what do you think? When we are in need, we've made it to our our uh, crazy uh, cult place with uh, what's his name, James. Uh, what you what you think about this one? The way they set it up, because this is a very pivotal uh, moment in the game. Uh, what do you think about the episode? Uh, really, uh, this was a great, great episode for me, and it really felt like this was Bella's chance to really shine. You know, to sh to show the range and and uh, the range of emotions, and show, give her her chance to kind of stand on her own, even from from Joel a little bit, because um, she goes through her own trials and tribulations throughout this episode, and 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 Joel, while he's still kind of in recovery, he tries to get to her. Uh, he doesn't end up being the one who saves her. It it, it twists that expectation um, of of you know, kind of the, the, the hero point of view, uh, stepping in and saving her. And, and he doesn't get there in time. What he does get there in time for is to give her the emotional support as she stumbles out uh, from having a rather violent interaction with David. Um, and there's some looks on faces. There's so much that goes on here. Um, but Bella, Bella Ramsey really does a fantastic job. So uh genuinely genuinely really enjoyed the episode um david in this is so creepy <laughs> yeah. so yeah yeah for sure yeah uh david and david and james they're they're the worst and i yeah i, re I really like this i also really like this set because they're taking uh their meeting there in that abandoned uh steakhouse i thought that that looked looked great and yeah belly ramsey is just absolutely um you know phenomenal in this you know we mentioned you know kind of Pedro Pascal coming into his own, uh, you know, Bella's had, had some, some moments of it, but here, you know, she's having to be much more, more visceral, um, and stuff in this role. So, um, Al, what did you think here about when we are in need? Um, what I really, I, I do like this one. I think it's a, a well, a well pieced together, uh, episode. And I think that they gave us some nice surprises. I mean, you mentioned, uh, that there's the character James played by Troy Baker, who, that was, you know, that's Joel from from the games, and so it was kind of nice to be able to be able to spot him and be like, oh wow, he's he's here. He's kind of getting to reprise a, a different role, but still in the same game. I think David is a great character for us to kind of just all lump our hate against. There are so many other people who have 
very conflicted stories and we can kind of we can understand that maybe we don't like that Marlene wants to uh, essentially have Ellie killed for the good of mankind or that we may not like uh, Joel's kind of uh, we may not agree with with aspects of Joel um you know, there, there's a bunch of different characters in there that you can kind of disagree with um, on little technical bits, but David just kind of gives us a point where we just get to like throw all our hate against one bad dude for for mm-hmm. a little bit. Here, here's this dude. He gets to even have like the evil bad guy monologue, and and I think that that's really kind of a a fun element. It it does feel very video gamey in in some of that aspect but i think it fits in really well of being able to adapt it and keep that character in there without it ever uh feeling too too video gamey in this aspect yeah this was a big one for me in terms of of just that al um and in terms of the video game you know i was i was interested to see how they're going to handle that opening kind of sequence and then I was interested in how are they going to handle uh, this stuff with David. As I mentioned, it's a very pivotal part of the, the video game. He's uh, quote unquote like a boss fight uh, for lack of a, a better term there. So I was really interested to see how this was going to play out and, um, you know, how kind of into the, the psyche of Ellie we were going to get and where exactly they went with it. And it stayed pretty true to what we to what we got in the game. Um there and obviously Ellie's coming out on the other side, uh, you know, <laughs> bathed in uh, bathed in blood there, um, so to speak. So Cassia, what did what did you think? Having never uh, played through this section, uh, you know this this comes at you uh, with like a, a surprise. Like, uh, what did you what did you think about this one? So I knew like in the video game there were cannibals, but I didn't know if they were going to adapt it for television. So I was kind of like, okay, so. This kind of seems to be like an isolated um, kind of theocracy a little bit. I guess you could say it is a cult because they're all kind of following one guy, you know? Um, so I was like, is this, the, is this the, the cannibal one? And it's like, someone asks, like, what is this? And they say it's venison. I'm like, sus. Like, is it venison? <laughs> um, and I was like... I don't know. I don't know if I trust this guy. He just seems so calculating and like persuasive, like a eloquent speaker and all that. And uh, he kind of just seemed like very, as I said, like calculating and how he kind of managed the area. Like I just said, like, I, I, I don't trust this guy, but he is um, convincing and persuasive and, like you said, uh, Bella Ramsey uh, really acted, uh, really acted uh, the hell out of this one. And I thought she, uh, the first thing I saw her in, I think her debut was actually in um, Game of Thrones, actually, uh, as Liana Mormont. And uh, I think she featured in uh, seasons uh, six through eight, I want to say. Um, and I just like was kind of amazed uh, because she was a, a very young child actor, but she was very, very capable. And it, it, I also saw her in the show Becoming Elizabeth, which I have mixed feelings about. But her performance, like I was like, oh, like she's on track to really do something amazing. And I think the show will kind of get her on everyone's map and 
we really kind of just got to see her um, kind of act every emotion like fear and uh, just kind of overcoming uh, uh, David at the end and like just kind of like kill the crap out of him and uh, we can all get behind that and <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah we can definitely all get behind uh, getting rid of David for sure but but yeah, it's it's not for it's not without, uh, you know, trauma caused to Ellie, and we pick right up on that as we get into our our final episode uh, here. As she's very, um, you know, kind of withdrawn and uh, quiet. You know, she's definitely she's definitely uh, had to process uh, this change that she's uh, had to take on emotionally to to survive to make it to the uh, final destination here of Salt Lake City. So we've got uh, Ali Abbasi directed uh, episode nine look for the light um dave this this was what we were all this was what we were all waiting for right this was this is the end of end of our story uh for now anyway uh the end of the game uh we just we just wanted to go see see the giraffe but what were your thoughts before before we get into the episode let's do this what were your thoughts going into the final episode was there anything that you were really really hoping for or really excited about or just kind of your your general thoughts i guess going into the last week knowing it was the last time we were going to to get this pair on our tvs for a while something that uh, i've definitely enjoyed the the journeys that we've seen i've they've been so true to to um to the show i've been enjoying it all the way one the one thought that i've had so far you know, before watching the finale, as I'm like, you know, this is really giving me more context for so many of the of the story beats throughout the game. I'm definitely looking forward to going back and playing the game again and seeing if all those thematic elements that I think they were in the game, but I think they were really hammered in um, mm. beat by beat through the episodic format of the television show. Um, so I was really feeling really good about it. Um, I did, was thinking, I was like, you know, it's been a while. It's been all the way since episode one, since we've seen Marlene and people have probably forgotten about it. Um, the forgotten about her and, you know, kind of her role in the fireflies and so on. And so the, I actually had this theory before this show even started. I'm like, you know, if there's an episode, if, if I was to write episode nine, I would write it with an opening scene like a, like either a cold open or like a 10 minute segment of of Marlene with uh with Anna or with uh, Ellie's mom showing some backstory so you can have some weight re really to reintroduce Marlene since it's been so long and then also to give some weight to the decisions of that Marlene will make to say hey to proceed with finding the cure we need to um to sacrifice Ellie and if she's shown that she has this this relationship with her from the from the start, it's really going to give a lot more weight to what happens. Mm -hmm. And um, so I kind of I was really hoping that we would see that, and and they did. <laughs> they really came. Back, they really ended up writing the episode almost like how I pictured it in my head. So uh, I was very very pleased um, seeing everything there. Yeah, absolutely. It gives, it gives so much more weight um, for that final decision uh, that the drill ends up making. So, um, Al, uh, episodes one through eight. What were your what were your kind of thoughts and feelings about the about the series going into this uh, final episode, uh, final for now, anyways? Right. Um, you know, I thought 
I was, I was a little bit surprised that they decided to end it on nine episodes. And so I, I did feel like there was maybe not that I wanted them to add in more filler, but I just felt like, Oh, I, I was kind of hoping for a big round 10. Uh, so I, I was a little bit kind of surprised that we were already at that point by, by this point in, in the TV show. And so I was, I was, I was very content with, with what we got. And I, I, I was sitting probably at like a, an eight out of 10 for, for the first eight episodes. And I was ready for, for this one to kind of come in and, you know, finish it off strong. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about you, Cassia? What are, what were your kind of thoughts going through the series as we made our way into the final episode here? Um, I, I think I kind of wanted one more episode, but I think what happened is, uh, the pilot, uh, when you're lost in the darkness was two episodes combined. That's why it felt like when I was first watching it, like, does this episode ever end? There's like 50 more minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, but, um, uh, going to the finale, I, I knew what happened, but I listened to, like, like I mentioned, I listened to the last of us, like official podcast that HBO releases and it has the creators talking about it. And, um, like, I, I knew that everyone loved the story for The Last of Us. I'm like, it really is good, but, like, I, I kind of just didn't get it. Mm -hmm. But when he kind of finally explained, like, the thesis is, like, we're kind of talking about love, like, the good sides of love, but also the ugly parts of love. Like, and then that that's how they're saying, like, uh, sometimes, like, love can cause uh, bad things, like, uh, parents' love for a child. Like, would they put that? Uh, above like the world's uh, sake you know and like that's what Joel does in the finale in the hospital and I, I kind of finally got it because like it's kind of like this uh, a video game it's like of course he saves like the person who needs rescuing in the end but I kind of finally it kind of finally clicked for me like it was kind of eerie to see like Joel like shooting down so many people in the hospital we understood why he did it uh but some of the people were surrendering you know and it's like i really didn't know if he was going to like shoot the nurses you know and it's like mm -hmm. oh he killed he killed the doctor oh ooh. like it was just a little bit uh too real for me but the most important part about the finale are the giraffes the giraffes yeah the giraffes are definitely the the most important part and that's i that's an amazing part in the game and it's an amazing part in the in the series too seeing that and the and the wonderment of it um dave the last episode what were what were kind of your thoughts then um we made it all the all the way through our our journey um and now joel's going to have to make kind of this ultimate decision but what did you think about this last episode of the last of us well i definitely enjoyed this this episode there were still a couple couple points that um, that I that I had with it, little little points of contention. One is um, I would I really wish we had seen a scene between Marlene and maybe the doctor, just explaining, saying, "Hey, you know, maybe the doctor really saying, look, we've got to do X Y Z to take care of it,' and show Marlene really, you know, being like having a moment and then making that decision. Yep, go go through with it. Well, mm -hmm. I think it would have given a little more weight to to marlene um marlene's decisions and uh and 
um, I think it just, I, think, I really feel like it would have helped pull, pull some of the elements of the story together. Um, and I think that, um, uh, I think that for somebody who hadn't been, who hadn't, who wasn't familiar with the story from playing the video game before, I feel like it would have given a little more context, um, to, uh, to, to the face off a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. between Marlene and Joel at the, uh, uh, at the end in the, in the parking lot. Um, that's that's probably the main one um and while i love the finale um the the actual end end in the game when i played through it the first time it was jaw on the floor oh my god did they just Mm. do this and like he lied to her she said okay it cuts to the to the to the amazing soundtrack the guitar and like i remember we were just floored my wife and i when i was playing through this where she's watching along with me You've spent so many hours with these characters, you know, in the point of view, walking through this, through each of these beats and, and it cuts to, it cuts to black like that. It's like, oh man, this was, this was affecting. In the show, I feel like it was almost all there. It was probably as there as you could hope for, but Mm -hmm. maybe it's because my own, uh, my own expectation of it or maybe my own understanding of it you know having played it so many times it was something that uh that did take me that i I did feel like it had it lacked just a little bit less punch and Mm -hmm. so um that's uh this wasn't my favorite episode of the series although um i definitely i definitely you know enjoyed all of the episodes um this was one where i was just i just had slightly higher expectations now this show was probably always going to let me down in some way because I had such high expectations uh, mm-hmm. going in. But um, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's how I feel about that one. Yeah, you uh, you bring up a couple of good points, and I think I think kind of the way that it that it ends, I I kind of shared that feeling a little bit um, with you, and not not feeling like unfulfilled but i think i think the the big disconnect if you played the game then you do have that length of time with those characters so when the process of joel making the decision that he makes really feels more monumental um as opposed to just watching it you're actually living that decision uh which i think probably plays on it a little bit so i'd be interested um you know cassia your take as someone who didn't play the game um in the way that you connect with it there um and i would have liked um the, the opening the opening kind of sequence there um, with Ellie's uh, mother, you know, giving birth, and and Marlene, that's absolutely incredible. Um, that's Ashley Johnson playing playing the mother there, who is Ellie in the in the game. So that's uh, really great to see her uh, getting a, getting a role, getting something to do, and play a vital part of Ellie's story here in this one as well. Um, but I would have liked, yeah, like you said, maybe just maybe just like one more thing, or maybe like one more flashback, or maybe the way that they edit it, where um, you know Marlene is going in to have to. Um, you know, to, to kill Anna, uh, there may be the way that that's edited and you really could have pitted it, you know, surrogate mother versus surrogate father, you know, and kind of the, the emotional war over, uh, you know, Ellie's life as it, as it were. So, uh, yeah, so definitely kind of echo those, uh, Dave, but what about you, Al? What did you think about the uh, last episode now that we're, we're, uh, through, through this journey? Yeah, I, I'm definitely kind of of a, of a similar mind as you two. Um, you know, there was, there was something about it that just didn't quite strike me the same way. And maybe it's because I know the ending already. I, I, I would be curious to know. Uh, I, I haven't heard anybody who, 
who didn't play the game before or who didn't already know the story beforehand um, recount their experience with that finale yet. And so I do feel like I am missing out a little bit on, on that kind of an experience of like, okay, this is the ending. The one thing that maybe kind of felt off for me was that at the end, when you make this decision as Joel, that you are going to protect Ellie and save her from, uh, from the, you know, the scientists and, and uh, the fireflies in, in this community, you are traveling through and like, uh, kind of defending yourself and shooting all, all the enemies as you're getting to Ellie. And in this one, it had this very terrorist school shooter vibe where like he mm. just went in doom, doom, doom. Like he's just massacring people who are, who weren't even trying to attack him back. And it, you see a couple people who are kind of shooting at him, but he nails them. And, but you see these people who are running from him. And I, I never encountered that in the video game. Not that I can remember anyways. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from, you know, once you get into the, the room and you're like, okay, you have to shoot the, the lead scientist, uh, doctor guy, and, and, and take her away. That's kind of the only experience of taking out somebody who seemed defenseless. And so in them showing that, it did have like a kind of a different tone. And it made me kind of feel like, oh, I don't... I'm not, I'm not liking this way that they're showing him and maybe you're not, maybe they wanted to, um, kind of like change our mind about how, how so many people had kind of felt about it, but Mm -hmm. it just, it made me feel like, uh, maybe this wasn't really the right decision. And, uh, so I, I kind of did feel like it was missing something. It didn't, didn't quite stick the landing quite like the video game does. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true and I'll I'll agree with that. I I do wonder if maybe kind of the way they presented Joel through this and throughout the whole series is um to kind of set up the tone for Joel um in The Last of Us Part 2 when they get to that um to make that story um feel a little bit more connected, you know, versus, you know, if if you've not had the chance to, you know, to play the game, if you've just watched the series to kind of understand a little bit more about why that story goes the way that that goes. And uh, now we're just going to have to wait for The Last of Us Part 2 to come out uh, here, hopefully soon. We'll all have a chance now. Um, I think uh, it sounds from from the sounds of it that we're all, uh, you know, very eager to get back in and uh, play through this game, you know, with the lens of having seen the series now to see how we feel about the game, you know, what we, what we've learned, what, what lessons we've learned and taken away from, from the, the series. So I think that that's going to be a really fun exercise as we wait for, uh, the last of us, uh, part two. So, um, uh, let's, uh, let's just run it around the horn. I, we kind of, we kind of touched on this. I kind of, kind of jumped the gun there a little bit, but, uh, nine episodes in nine episodes down, uh, Cassia, what, did you think about the last of us are are you are you happy to have the story in your life as someone who hadn't um really experienced the game before uh there were you know highs that were there and crushing emotional lows like i would (laughs) i i would be messaging you and it's like yeah because i i kind of was behind in watching some of the episodes i'm like i have to pace myself because like this winter is very long there's not as much sun you know and like (laughs) Uh, blah 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 and like the last of us like i don't want to get too much of a downer so i have to space them out watch comedies like i said and uh but it was a incredibly well written tv show 
I think a, a great adaptation. It was acted well. It was produced well. It got, um, it seems like the fans uh, generally seem to like it, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I think that uh, Pedro Pascal uh, was a great Joel. Uh, Bella Ramsey was a great Ellie. Uh, they got um, the voice actors for uh, uh, Joel and uh, Ellie from the video game in. They got, uh, I think her name is Merle uh, Dandridge uh, back as Marlene, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. that... That was cool. Um, and because we run a Knights of the Old Republic podcast and we spent, you know, many, many episodes like hypothesizing how an imaginary adaptation that will never be adapted, you know, could work for Knights of the Old Republic one, you know, uh, it gets me thinking like, I, I I love movies through and through, but maybe like if we're trying to adapt a video game, maybe TV isn't the only way that uh, video games can be adapted. But maybe it's a little bit easier to do it uh, as a mm-hmm. as a TV show. There will there will be a video game <laughs> movie adaptation that is commercially successful and accepted by critics and fans uh, that will happen one day but maybe like i don't know like maybe we'll see like not copycats but maybe like other studios try their hand uh as as the last of us kind of leads the way in video game adaptations yeah that's right uh we have i think uh god of war uh the amazon i think is doing is amazon doing that um yeah. so that'll be the that'll be the next one up and it's gonna have some big shoes to fill um al uh what do you think we nine episodes in nine episodes out uh what were your kind of your overall and closing thoughts about the last of us you know i think that this kind of is another feather in the cap of successful video game a- adaptations uh let's see last year we had the cyberpunk tv show um, Edge Runners on Netflix. We also had the Cuphead show make its debut back like almost at the very beginning of the year, like February or January something. Uh, that that's another great kind of TV show. And then I think it was like the November 2021 or something. It was it was like right around in that time frame. We also got Arcane. That's another mm-hmm. great amazing oh, yeah. TV show. Uh, Netflix is really kind of killing it for for like all these uh, video game adaptations and it feels like, Oh, other people are, are hopping into that train. Uh, I think that some of those probably still didn't get viewers. Like, I don't know that that many people who have seen the cuphead show, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and people who see it, they're like, Oh, it's a cartoon. I'm not going to watch that. Or they see cyberpunk and they're like, Oh, it's an anime. I don't watch anime. I think that this one kind of makes it a little bit more mainstream for people. Just, just as the way that the video game made mainstream, it made video game storytelling a little bit more mainstream. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hey, you can tell a a game, uh, you can tell a uh, story in a game and have it be primarily cinematics and stuff like that and have um, a continuous gameplay loop so i think that this one opens the floodgates for other adaptations Uh, i mean you mentioned god of war is coming out there's a tv show or movie being produced by like peacock that's for what is it the i can't remember it it's twist twisted metal from playstation and then there's also netflix is adapting a uh, horizon zero dawn prequel show 
Ooh. Okay. Okay. So we've oh, got several nice. of these kind of in the works, and then we've also got like the uh, the other PlayStation video game, Gran Turismo, being directed by Neil Blomkamp. So we've got like mm-hmm. quite a bit in like Sony is loading up all the chambers so that they can just like fire away and, and give us lots of of good content, kind of make it more accessible to people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that uh, that Uncharted film uh, left things open ended enough if they want to go back and uh, revisit that world too. I think um, uh, that would be something I would be interested in seeing. Had a like I said, I had a fun time enough with that movie. I think that it's uh, worth revisiting. And I think now that they have one under their belt, they kind of can can feel things out a little bit more. But uh, Dave, uh, we made it through. We made it all the way to Salt Lake City. Uh, Joel Joel doomed all of humanity but uh, what did you think about The Last of Us uh, the series Uh, take it away (laughs) I really enjoyed this series I think it's going to be you know a top 10 show for me for a long long time maybe top 5 you know shows that I've just really really enjoyed Um, the you know there you know any quips that I have are super minor they're really minor. It's, it was a fantastic show, a really good journey. Um, some of the acting was was amazing. And I really left this show feeling like they hit these certain story beats so much. Um, they were just much more impactful than I ever had playing the game. You know, this the thematic stories of, of uh, that it is, you know, all the different ways that love can express itself and in both the goods and the bads, uh, the bad sides of those things. So um, I was very, very pleased with it, and uh, especially with, with the acting, the writing, and uh, and the production. The, yeah, I was, I'm very, I'm very happy with where, with where it is. Um, having played the second game a couple of times, um, I very, very much love that story. I'm, I'm very mm. curious how they're going to adapt it because it's a so much more challenging um, story just between the story beats and the, you know, emotional um, places it's going gonna, it's gonna to go. I almost wonder, worry if people will get too worn out <laughs> by, yeah. uh, you know, getting beat up by the, by, uh, by the series. Um, but it's... Uh, um, but uh, but I, I I love this story. There's so much there's so much that I that um, that I admire about it. And uh, and yeah, any any time that uh, I'll get a chance, I'll talk about it. So um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the Last of Us Part Two. I'm very interested to see uh, how they handle that because that story it's. Um, it's very brutal, but it's a lot more um, kind of nuanced, I think, um, in the way that it tells its story. So it'll be really interesting to see how they handle that. And um, I, I couldn't be happier for the way that this uh, this was pulled off. Um, like I said, I had kind of I had kind of my own kind of high expectations about it and and things like that. But I was mostly, um, you know, as I mentioned at the top, I was just really wanting the story to get out into the world for people to experience it because it's a story that is that's worth people knowing and connecting with these characters and, you know, feeling these emotions. And, you know, I, I fortunate enough to have, have played the game and experienced that for myself, but, you know, people that never were going to get that experience or didn't have any desire to have that experience can now, you know, understand this world and understand why it's so important to the people, you know, who've been playing it for the last 10 years. Um, so I think that that stuff is, is really great. And, uh, you know, pretty exciting that it's out there and exciting that it did so well and it became, you know, very, 
you know, every bit as much as, you know, Game of Thrones was the uh, Sunday night on HBO that everyone talked about. This turned into that. And I thought that that was that was excellent. And having, you know, our online uh, Instagram chats about the episode and, you know, waiting for everyone to watch it so we could, you know, gush about all the things that we loved and uh, how much we cried during all the episodes <laughs> and stuff like that was was just absolutely unbelievable. So um, I don't know. That is The Last of Us. It's in, it's inspired a lot of uh, stories. It's uh, taken a lot of inspiration and uh, yeah, definitely, definitely inspiring me to get back to uh to my playstation and play that uh last of us part one uh remake there so uh what do you think cassia is there anything else that we need to uh, chat about here in regards of the last of us or well in future seasons i want to see redacted and redacted <laughs> journey redacted redacted and how it redacts redacted mm. would be fascinating and i want more stories that explore redacted and oh, evoke okay. the feeling of redacted well, you're, you're um digging into, redacted. you're digging into you're digging into spoilers for last of us part two we can't have that um everyone <laughs> everyone should go play it though um it's it's tough if cassie if you needed to watch uh, uh cartoons and comedies for like a week after watching one of these you're gonna have to watch them for like like a month straight after each of these episodes for last yeah. of Us part two um i can guarantee so uh yes that is the last of us uh let us know uh, down in the down in the comments or on social our social media channels if you've played the game what you thought about the series all that stuff and make sure you go check out our uh, guests so Al let's uh, let's go to you first where can everyone find you online if they want to uh, check out your podcast what you got going on and uh, yeah absolutely. Just how can people connect with you yeah uh, primarily the best the best place to uh, connect with me if you want to actually get uh, some response back uh, check out my my uh, Instagram. It's Al underscore Whale Home. Uh, whale Home is just one word together. Um, I, pu- I post a lot of art. Sometimes I post, uh, you know, Pokemon video game kind of characters. Uh, I did one of God of War a couple months back. Um, so I'm, I'm into that. So come check out my art. You, you can uh, interact with me on there. Um, if you want to just kind of listen to my, my wonderful voice a little bit further, you can hear me on uh, the Movies That Move Us podcast. Not to be confused with the movies that made us, but uh, we talk about movies that have affected people, maybe helped change their life trajectory, um, help help them uh, just see the world a little bit differently. And so you can check that one out. We're on uh, Spotify and, and uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts right now. And uh, check out my movie reviews on Letterboxd. That's just a search up Whale Home home all right yeah go uh go check that out wherever you're listening to this you can probably uh find that podcast there too i'm guessing so go make sure you check that out uh leave it a five-star review uh leave us a five-star review uh because that helps uh that helps the world go round in terms of podcasts so thank you so much for coming on al uh dave thank you so much for for coming on i know um like i said we've been talking about last of us now uh for a while um you keep calling me out for not watching the episodes fast enough not playing last of us part two fast enough uh you're you're giving me a ton of slack but that's okay that's okay i was very happy to to, to get you on uh where can people if they want to reach out to you and talk about the last of us uh they probably can uh where oh can they yeah I'm, I'm always up for talking about it uh so i'm on instagram uh at babu frick b-a-b-u-f-r-i-k um i primarily share uh promote and share alt movie posters um like stuff from galleries like mondo and bottleneck uh, and fan arts. Um, it's primarily a Star Wars themed account, but if you um, if you drop me a message on there and say, "Hey, let me in on the uh, the the close friends list," I share many other um, 
many other fandom arts, including Last of Us, the Marvel, uh, and uh, whatever whatever other shows and pop uh, pop art uh, happens to uh, to come across my feeds that I really enjoy. So I love sharing posters, and I, you know I collect movie posters, and uh, I love to talk about them. So at uh, Babu Frick on Instagram. That's right. Yeah, make sure you uh, bump up your poster. Uh, a weekly spending allowance if you're going to follow Babu Frick because he's going to make you uh, jealous and uh, want to get all these uh, new posters that he's finding and uh, stuff that's really awesome. So, uh, Al, Dave, thank you so much for coming on and talking about The Last of Us. Uh, Cassie and I could not have done this alone, just like Joel could not have gotten Ellie all the way to Salt Lake City um, on his own um, as we got to explore this story. So, uh, I don't know. Any closing thoughts uh, on this one, Cassia? Uh, Yeah, it's just a great... Uh adaptation of uh, a great video game uh, if you're emotionally ready check it out you know on HBO Max and thank you again to our, our guests uh, Dave and Al it was a, it was a fun one it's a pleasure to be here thank you yeah, normally we close these out by saying, uh, may the force be with you but uh, Cassie I think in honor of the last of us let's close this one out by saying look for the light Look for the light. All right. Can I say too? Look for the light. <laughs> yeah, yeah every, everyone can say it for sure. Oh, okay. And when you're lost in the darkness, look for the light. There you go. Perfect. The Older Public Podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed subscriptions reviews and shares help us out and if you want to connect with the podcast on twitter we can be found at old republic pod and if you want to connect with me i can be found on instagram at astro underscore droid underscore you can find us on patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash old republic podcast our intro and outro themes were composed by dennis s mowers at dennis s mowers music.com this episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the Force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now. <laughs>